Hey guys, we're back again with another episode of Honey Bee Speaks with Ease, and I'm back in the lab with my co-host. Jamal, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Call Me Snickers, a.k.a. Um, Chocolate Thunder. You know, you know, y'all already know what it is. You know, if you know, you know. And you know, I'm just um, glad to be here. And Mr. Don't Call Me Snickers, tell us about your podcast. Oh yeah, so my podcast is where I go around talking to... um different types of people you know people of all walks of life um talking about different topics such as um oh different topics ranging from anime to political topics to health topics things of that nature so what's been your favorite podcast that you've uh posted so far um my favorite one has been the relationship ones um, male and female part. Um, those two have been really enlightening to me. Why is that? Well, because you know I get to see how the people think. So if I get if I meet people that think differently from me, I get to learn more. So with that, um, just I just gain more knowledge. What is the most um, interesting thing that you have uh, been able to? I guess, find out from either side during these uh, podcasts, your relationship talk is like, what was the most astounding thing that somebody said or like something that really stuck with you? Uh, um, on my part, on my male part of the podcast, I had one of my guests and they were talking about how um, women um, are disloyal and I, I wanted to make sure that he knew, like, hey, you know, we're talking about all women, you know, that's overgeneralizing. He said, yeah, but what are the statistics? And I was like, most, but not all. And he was like, true, but what are the statistics? And then we're just going back and forth. But it, it showed me that a lot of people think one type of way, and then they just get stuck in that thought process. So it was very enlightening for me. Okay, okay, okay. I like it, you know, being able to um, talk and converse and understand all good things. I think that's pretty dope. Um, So today's topic is health, just all around health. So um, my criteria for health would be like mental, physical, and emotional, and spiritual. Mm. Um, And it's very hard to uh, maintain those things, especially being young. You don't really know what you're doing. You're kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm figuring it out day by day. Um, so what does health mean to you? Health mean like as in like importance or like... In all things. Like what does it mean to you? Health to me means um, your ability to function um, within your own um, limitations. And so with that, I mean like... Like, how you should be able to function without any help from anybody else. So, like, you shouldn't have to um, be, like, pushed around and stuff like that. Because that would indicate that you're not 100% healthy. You know, um, not not healthy as in, like, body. But healthy as in, like, just your circumstance. Mm. Like, you're not 100% um, like healthy from head to toe. Mm. You know, you may be paralyzed from the waist down. You may be healthy still. But you still can't, you still can't use your legs. So you're not hundred percent healthy in that in that way. If that makes sense. Mm. But um, yeah, like health when it comes to now when it comes to importance, 
Um, health is very important in, in all spectrums of health, whether it be spiritual, mental, physical, um, emotional, you know, those are all very important because that's you. You are your health. Mm-hmm. So it's just very important that, um, that that's taken care of because mm. not everybody takes care of their health. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's it it becomes a problem, <laughs> um, not only for them but the those but for those around them. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then you don't only hurt you, you're hurting those around you. If that makes sense, right? But yeah. So health to me is your overall well being. Um, again, like I said, that's my criteria. Uh, for health and also um, an honorable mention for me would be uh, environment environmental health and I'm not talking about yes save the planet but I'm talking about like conducive to your situation what does your environment look like Mm -hmm. because I feel like too many times our environments hinder us from thriving or from being any type of really healthy Um, no matter how buff you are no matter all those kind of things um, that that becomes a trickle down because like if it's outside it comes inside and when it's inside it just tears everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what improvements could you make to your own personal health? Um, and again, we're talking about all spectrums of health, correct? Yes. So, with my um, mental health, um, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, I, I could be more honest with what's going on with me. Mm. So that would be able for others to be able to help me with that. Mm. So I want to be doing it solo because not, you can't do everything by yourself. Right. So sometimes you, you do need help. Mm-hmm. So, um, so with that, I could possibly just be more honest with others. Like, you know, if I'm not okay, just let them know, Hey, I'm not okay today. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing good today. You know, I'm 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 struggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, physically, um, I know for sure, and this is what I've been doing as of recently. Um, as of working out more. Um, because you know I don't mind being a bigger guy, but you know when it comes to my health, you know I I want to make sure that you know I'm at least in shape. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that I've been working on as of recently. Um, environmental health. Um, I feel like that's okay for the for the time being. Uh, I'm in a pretty good space with with um, everything I'm around. Um, yeah, but as but for improvements of anything else, um, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> what about spiritual? Spiritual health. Um, I could gain more um, knowledge on that. I want to be able to uh, learn more in that area. What do you mean? Like, like I want to like, cause I understand certain things spiritually, but I only understand it as like a bare minimum. Gotcha. Like if somebody were to talk to me about it, I would be able to understand what they're saying. Now, if they were to go deeper into it, then I'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Mm. Or, um, or like, "Oh, I'm a little bit confused," because I am spiritual, and I do um, believe in spiritual things, and I just want to be able to learn more. And gain more knowledge in those areas. Um, so, 
Okay, so you say you're spiritual. Can you kind of elaborate on that? You say you believe in spiritual things. If that's not too personal. Um, no, it's not too personal. Um, I believe in... Um, I, I especially believe in um, auras. Mm. And people's... Um, just their energy that they give off. Because mm. when it comes to that, I'm really good at telling that. Um, when it comes to like different people that I meet and just getting a feel for their energy, mm-hmm. um, it comes not naturally to me, but it's it's easier for me to understand when I when I go about it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just different energies. Um, I also wanted to learn more about chakras. Um, that's something that's been flowing around my mind for a while. You know, I've I've done my research in the past. But I want to get back to doing that type of thing. Mm. You know, studying it more, meditating more, um, doing more. Um, I forgot what they're called. Um, it's when you like speak things into existence. Manifesting. Manifestation. That's what I want to work on as well. Because I don't do that enough. Mm. I notice that. Because um, I see others doing it. And, and and I see like okay you know it, you're going you're doing good you know you're, it's working for you, but I noticed that I've been lacking I've been slacking on it, so I need to get back to um, just just getting everything back to the basics basically, and starting from there and start building up. Mm. What about you? Um, what improvements could I make? Ooh, okay, you ready for the list? Oh, she got a list. Cause I'm, I'm, cause I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it a stack. Um, when we're talking about physical, I could definitely lose like a hundred pounds. Mm. Um, to be the ideal standard for my height and age and weight, uh, weight class, I should be in a healthy weight class. Uh, realistically speaking, um, do I want to drop a hundred pounds? No. <laughs> Only because like big head little body, mm, I don't <laughs> want to be. I don't want to be a lollipop. Um, and speaking of, so your nat your natural weight depends on your BMI and your height and age, right? And they factor in gender as well. So your BMI, the weight that you are, that you need to be to be considered healthy, varies for every person. So everybody wants to say like 180 pounds down for everybody is healthy mm-hmm. when that's not true. So like if your BMI is 30 and above, that is morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 400, 500, 350 and up, right? Yeah. Um. With that being said, people need to realize that, like, with your height, you need more weight on your frame. Or it is preferred that you have more weight on your frame to be healthy, to sustain your life. Really and honestly, that's what it boils down to. Mm. Um, so I think it to be very interesting when people talk about um, plus-size women, as, and more in particular, black women, mm-hmm. because... Um, I was reading some um, very interesting um, articles on like CDC, uh, Network Mayo Clinic, Healthline, um, even Psychology Today. Uh, They were talking about um, how BMI standards maybe need to be updated and they also need to uh, 
be racially ambiguous, more racially ambiguous. Mm. And I was like, huh? So like reading on more specifically the Healthline and the uh, CDC one about BMI and black people. And like it was very blatant. It was like um, there was a sentence in there that really like caught my eye. Yeah. Um, It was like BMI standards for black women are incorrect. Period. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, huh? And so then it goes on to be like, um, because of genetics and the way that the frame of a black woman is like bystander made to add 20 to 30 pounds to the healthy weight. And that would be a healthy weight for a curvier black woman. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was thinking to myself, I have a friend who uh, gained weight after she had her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And she was already shapely before, but she was skinny. So, added on that baby weight, she looked healthy. Anytime bef- before that point, she looked frail. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Like, very poor. Mm. And so when she gained the weight, she was happy she gained the weight because, you know, you got hips and she already had hips, but she had hips and a booty. You know, we went from a little C cup. We went for Well, actually, from a little B cup to a C cup. So, you know, OK, we cute, whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Um, next level to glow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was like, she didn't like the fact she had a stomach. And I'm like, oh, I understand that. But this looks like a healthy weight for you. Mm. And uh, too many people are like, oh, 200 pounds, that's huge. And I'm like, but you don't know what 200 pounds looks like on everybody. Yeah. Um, also, if it sits on their frame correctly, and it also depends on how you gain weight. Um, but that's how I feel about that. Um, and I thought that that was super interesting that it specifically was literally like, okay, the standards for black women wrong. And I was like, hmm. Interesting, because like it's really like based on a woman who is like one hundred and twenty five pounds, four four. I mean five five. Yeah. Like, and then I feel like you should also factor in things about like nutrition. You have so many GMO products; it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these chickens and things of that nature are being fed steroids and not real chicken feed, and like they inject them. I know this for a fact. I used to work at Walmart in their uh, delicatessen department. And um, I probably can't say Walmart, but (laughs) (laughs) it's already out there. Um, That they, the chickens would come uh, pre-injected and it would say it on the box. And I was like, pre-injected with what? Yeah. And that just is weird. And like, y'all can jump down that rabbit hole if you want to. Um. Um, but that was that was crazy. I was just like, "Oh, okay." So I'm stacking chickens, putting on the rotisserie, and I'm like, "Hmm, chicken with what?" Mm. <laughs> right. Um. So, uh, so that's physical, mm-hmm. uh, emotional. I think I could be more expressive, and not towards other people, but towards myself, allowing myself to feel the feelings that I feel and not feel bad for them. Um, I recently, and I say recently, like in the last 
couple months <laughs> lost uh my male best friend. Let's call him I don't even know what to call him. Kiwi. Kiwi, okay. Kiwi, I like it. Um so me and Kiwi were high school best friends, middle school good friends. Um and I loved him like he was a man after my own heart. Like I would have done anything for him. And realizing that he was not only not my friend, but he did not value me and the way that I valued him crushed me. Mm. I actually called Smiley. If y'all remember who Smiley is, go back to the previous episode and review. But I actually called Smiley and I was on FaceTime with him bawling, like ugly crying, snot everywhere. I was just like, I can't believe this. And I was like, I felt guilty about feeling bad about deciding to cut off Kiwi. Mm -hmm. When Kiwi made that choice for himself, like when you reveal yourself in that very blatant narcissistic, I don't give a type situation, there is nothing else to be said. You have left it all on the table. You have shown me and told me exactly who you are. And guess what I'm going to do? believe you so Mm -hmm. you know cut your losses and all that kind of stuff and i had to talk myself through that but i felt so bad for doing that Mm -hmm. like i felt horrible like i should not have done it and i should not feel that way i should be willing to like just grind it out and work it out with him and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. but he's sleeping well at night yeah. While I'm pacing the floor trying to figure out how am I going to make this work? I need to make this work. Can I make this work? Yeah, no. Yeah. And like I yeah, I cried really really hard and it it hurt my spirit and luckily I was off the next day cuz I did nothing but stay in bed. It felt like a pseudo breakup because mm. it felt like I had been with this person so long. I had watched this person develop. One thing that um my friend, she is very, let's call her July. July, um, she is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is she cutthroat, she really don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, she will cut you off for less. She believes that people are disposable not to put too much stock into them, right? Mm-hmm. So taking a a page, not a chapter, because I don't feel like that, that her book would be good for me to indulge in, only because I don't have the heart for it. And that's just being honest. Mm-hmm. Even being a Scorpio, I... Mm, <laughs> It's a little tough for me. Yeah. But um, July did teach me, like, if he didn't care about you and he showed you that he didn't care about you, believe him. And you already have that knowledge that you know that he does not care. So why do you feel bad for doing what's best for you? And she was like, cut him off. Mm -hmm. And um, it was crazy because Kiwi's mom unfriended me off social media first (laughs) and i was like what like we can have a whole story time about kiwi but it was crazy and um then it was kiwi and then um 
I was so distraught because like nobody had talked to me. Nobody said anything to me. And so I thought to myself, you know what? Do this for you. And so I had to find strength in knowing that I was doing what was best for me. I was making the best decisions I could for myself. Um, so that's, that's one thing. I also need to get back into therapy. Mm. Um, only because I feel like not that anything is necessarily wrong at this moment, but at the same time, I need to go back into practicing, um, my coping mechanisms and things of that nature, because mm-hmm. I lost Kiwi in August and then lost July. Mm. <laughs> In October, <laughs> and my birthday's in October, um, and then in between, I dealing with school, mm-hmm. dealing with family uh, tragedy and loss, um, then dealing with myself and new job, trying to settle into that, and then trying to, and when I say I lost Kiwi, she, I mean not Kiwi, but uh, July, I lost her in the capacity that. I know that she is not good for me Mm. in such a way that is conducive to me being the best person that I am. Wow. So to reach my potential, I knew uh, after the disagreement that we had that our morals and values were in two different places Mm. and that I love her very much, but she is not somebody who necessarily has my best interest at heart only when it suits her Mm. and that was a really hard thing to so you see all this stuff just compounding yeah and you never want to just put it on somebody so i'd rather pay somebody to put it on them (laughs) (laughs) um but no i miss i actually miss my therapist she is freaking phenomenal Mm. um I know I can just call her and speak to her, but I want to pay her for what she's worth because she's worth every penny. Mm. Um, and it's 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 rough, um, but slowly and surely every day getting back to that um, 100%. But that's my emotional. So my environmental, um, I am actively now changing my environment. Mm. So, um, if you don't remember, guys, I said in my previous, uh, in my very first podcast when we talked about mental health, um, I was an emergency room tech for three and some change years. And working through a pandemic, not only just that, is the toxicity thereof in an ER. There is some stuff and some things that sweet baby Jesus should not be going on and should not be prevalent in such a high volume, high stress area. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much. And then the pandemic hit and then things happened. And I said, nope, this ain't what my creator got for me. Yeah. So I had to get on about it. Yeah. <laughs> had to get on about it there. So now um being in pediatrics, I love what I do. Um but settling in it was really hard because I had the fall and that's what we were gonna call her. We had the fall. Well I had to deal with the fall and she was not 
They actually call her the drill sergeant. Oh. Yeah. Um, and she was training me, and that was that threw me for a loop because I was like, "You're actively setting me up for failure to make yourself look good," mm-hmm. and that was really hard. Because I like to present myself in such a way of like warm and inviting, that was extremely hard. Yeah. And then I took a pay cut to get where I got in pediatrics. Um, And it was a significant pay cut. Mm -hmm. But I was like, sometimes you have to knock yourself back, figure it out, and then realize that you did the right thing. And that's what I, in my mind, was trying to do. Um. And it all and it is all working in my favor, um, and it has been ever since. So I don't regret my decision, um, not one bit. Um, but so that's my environmental. Um, what's next? Spiritually, woo, <laughs> yeah. Spiritually, I have been very. Um, Spiritually, they say when you start really healing, it gets real ugly. Mm-hmm. And for the past year, it has been real ugly. I bet. Um, dealing with um, trauma, trying to heal my inner child, and me and sis on the same page. And um, if you guys remember from my, uh, well, actually from our, because you were there for that too. You're my co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, from mental health, uh, suffering from mental health disorders, it is extremely hard to be able hmm, to work with multiple people, but they're all one person. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's been interesting. It also has been interesting because while you're healing, you have to confront the things that make you the most scared and make you the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is something that I struggle with. And as a woman, you should be like, oh, I'm able to be soft and feminine <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, it quite literally used to scare me shitless mm. to have to look, be, and feel feminine. Mm. Um, <clears throat> due to the trauma and that was discussed in that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It has been ugly, but there has been some very beautiful moments. Like me leaving the ER, one of the best feeling um, triumphant moments that I have had to date. Because I felt like I was trapped. I was like, oh, if you leave, you get blackballed and da-da-da, which is true. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm doing this for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was so hard to do that because I, I every day miss the people. Cannot lie about that. Every day, miss the people. I miss the camaraderie. But at the same time, I do not miss the toxicity. I do not miss the mishandling of me. Because I know what I'm worth. Yeah. I'm a hard worker. I'm incredibly intelligent. If you give me something to do, I can do that. Not only that, I can find other things to do to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, they were putting... And I knew this. They were putting new techs on the floor and not having them be trained. Um, and they were making more than me. 
Mm. But I'm running circles around these people who are half-assed doing their work, complaining about how much work it is to do. This is the ER, and this is what? A pandemic. I'm going to need you to get it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a revolving door, but they treated their people who were full staff there like crap. Yeah. And you bring in like travelers and things, and they're making twice the pay hourly rate than the people who are full like full time staff there can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Um, but that was one of the most triumphant moments. I think the other moment that I had was uh, with Kiwi. This actually happened today when I got off work. So. Um, I work overnight, mm-hmm. and um, around three o'clock, which is the bewitching hour, if you know what that is, you know what that is. Uh, I had this thought about Kiwi. Um, I was actually tapping through Snapchat, and I saw that Kiwi had uh, a partner, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And you know how like you're just tapping through, but something about the way he looked in one of his pictures. Made me think to myself, what? How did I not see it? Mm-hmm. And so, like, in my mind, um, being, I feel like an intuitive spiritual being, I started to write a letter just naturally to him on paper. I didn't even realize I was writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, telling him exactly the fuck I felt. Yeah. And how unapologetic... I was about the situation and how horrible not only I felt, but how horrible it made an impression on my life. I had not realized some of the insecurities that I had about my skin color, about my shape, about my hair, about um, my lips, about my hips, about... um, the way I approached men or didn't approach men came from him. Oh, wow. Um, For instance, with Smiley, even though he messaged me first, yeah, he hopped in my DM. (laughs) um, I was terrified because I was like, don't sound too ghetto. Don't be black. Don't be, show him that you're smart. He's in college too. Make him like... Because I think Smiley at the time had in his profile that he was in school for psychology. And so I was like, sound smart. Don't sound ghetto. Let him talk to you. Let him. And I was just like, because I had been used to being called rough, aggressive, um, not even intolerable, but like uh, hard to deal with, uh, hard to love. Things of that nature. And I realized that came from him because he was like, you know why you stay single? And I'm like, in my mind, it's by choice. <laughs> right? Yeah. But he, at the time, gave me this, quote unquote, harsh reality that I was hard to love. Uh, black women tend to be more aggressive. So you have to come off as being soft. You have to try harder. I have this rest and bitch face um, that I was born with. And like, literally, I can show you of me pictures of me hours old. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Already knew what was going on. <laughs> right. Um, like this again? <sighs> um, but he made me feel that way. And it carried me 
um, until that moment. And so I rolled, um, if you believe any type of like, uh, even paganistic religious like practices, well, not even religious practices, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like hoodoo, voodoo, voodoo, um, I don't put pagan in the same Brown yeah. because um we a little seasoned over here <laughs> got a little yeah. melanin over here and um you can't come over here with that mm-hmm. but anyway um when you are casting away something you fold the paper away from you mm-hmm. as symbol like symbolizing it coming away from you and saying that it does not serve you right mm-hmm. so like and mind you instinctively I'm doing this. So I'm folding this paper and I'm like, I unfold it and then start writing on the back of the paper. And like, I remember in my mind, now that I'm replaying it, I was like, uh, one of the sentences on the back sheet of the paper was, I am worthy. I am enough. I have always been enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. And then on the last fold, it was like chapter closed. And I was like. And, like, I'm just now replaying this because, like, I've been a bit busy today, having a good day, mm. um, doing fun things. Um, so I just was like, okay. And then I came home. Um, it was in my pocket. I took it out. I went to my room, got my um, candle lighter, and lit that midge on fire. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And it felt so good. I was just like... And, like, at the time, I was like, and I, I say, I I think everybody should say this, whether you believe in any type of um, energy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I said, literally, um, and I, and again, I, I say this because I feel like everybody should do this. Whether you are Christian or anything of that nature, you should always call back your power and your energy back to yourself every morning and every night. Mm-hmm. Because people are succubuses. Succubus is a, somebody who will actively siphon energy off you for their personal gain. Mm-hmm. So, like, that one friend that is that, oh, don't call me Snickers. That's a stupid name. But, you know, I guess people like it. That kind of person. Yeah. You know, the slick shots, the slick at the mouth. But if you, if you give it back, then they hurt. Oh, yeah. Them. No doubt. Yeah. Or the ones that are just along for the ride and want to take the credit when you get there. Like... Oh, I know him since he was like a kid. You know, we used to kick it in the sandbox together. He had nobody but me and I had nobody but him. Yeah. I'm your biggest support. Yeah, nah. Cap. Facts, right? <laughs> um, so I literally was like, uh, the powers that will, God, my angels, my ancestors, spirit, Thank you for allowing me to move forward. Mm. Thank you for allowing me to be able to say this chapter is closed. And like I was calling by my power to myself. I was like, you know, nobody is allowed to take anything from me that I don't allow and that I don't okay. And if I don't okay spirit and what aligns with my highest self and my greatest purpose. Um what aligns with my greatest purpose will always, you know, be in the forefront and won't allow somebody to do that to me. 
And so, like, I was calling my power back, and then I returned to sender. So, like, all those insecurities that were deep-seated that I didn't know that came directly from Kiwi, I sent back to him. All the um, negative thoughts, I sent back to him. All the sleepless and crying nights, trying to think of why people don't see me. And the only thing I could think of was the speech that he gave me that was literally 15 minutes long about how I needed to be X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I sent that all back to him. And I was like, and with love and understanding and peace, I refuse to ever ever let you back in my life unless you align with my highest good and my highest self mm-hmm. and I closed it and I was done with it and I watched it burn and went about my business that's good um, so it's been a very rocky road mm-hmm. but um, I'm very thankful to be on the journey that I am on uh, I meditate frequently I am always constantly just doing uh, work and doing all the things that I need to do, not only for me, but so that I can be a better person for when I'm in a relationship. Because I always believe that you need to heal before you uh, get into another relationship. Mm -hmm. I always believe that you need to, you know, always keep up maintenance on yourself. And that's where I'm at. Um, so, but I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I just... <laughs> no, you good. That just, it jumped my memory because I was just like, yeah, I just did this this morning. Like, it was so nice and I feel like I could breathe. That's good. Um, so, on a scale of one to five, where do you think your health is at overall? Well, of course, one being bad, five being great. Um, right. <laughs> I think it's at a four. And I only say four because um, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, my overall health, I believe, is is it's, it's at a place where, where I'm comfortable. Mm. But I want to be more than comfortable. I, wanna, I, want, I want to be in a... Um, I want to have a better mindset when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. I, and these are all the things I want to um, get better at. Mm-hmm. So I want to have a better mindset when it comes to certain situations. I want to be able to um, not have certain feelings. Um, and, of, and of course, you know, it's natural to have, you know, these certain emotions and stuff going on in your daily life. But, um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I just I just want to be able to feel as good as I as I think. Mm. I want my mental and my physical to be in the same area. Mm. Because with that, I feel as though I will I I will not be complete, but I'll feel more together. Gotcha. That that's powerful. Instead of separated. Um, for me, I would say a three and a half because I know that there's a list of things that I feel like I need to do and that are, would be conducive to my situation and very much conducive to my health overall. Um, and I'm working towards that, but I also feel like the half is because I'm also taking those steps. Um, I don't think I'll ever be a five. Only because everybody has those days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and everybody slips up and you know everybody sometimes falls from grace and when you allot yourself that grace when you fall um I think that's the most powerful thing so I don't think I ever want to be a four mm-hmm. I think I want to be in the middle somewhere okay um I feel like that's a very balanced situation and like people are probably gonna be like why not be a five why not be in perfect health why not be perfectly balanced there's no such thing yeah there's no such thing and then a four to me for me because in my mind i'm kind of a perfectionist Mm -hmm. a four to me is that i have just basic things to check off the list like i need to remember to make up my bed every day Oh, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the reason I'm like, ah, I'll chill at a three and a half. I'm, ch- I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm good with my three and a yeah, half. Yeah, <laughs> we chilling. Um, list in what order of importance do you feel like your health tiers are? So, top one is um, that's a hard one. Yeah. Telling you, I'm always coming out with the bangers. Yeah, you you say you don't miss, you don't miss. <laughs> but um, so I guess my top tier would be um, mental. Um, only because mental for me is kind of where the foundation is. Can you explain? Well, yeah. So with your mental, it, your mental affects. I feel as though your mental affects everything. Mm-hmm. So your mental affects your physical, emotional, and even your spiritual. To me, uh, only because I've, I, I don't, I know for me, if my mental isn't, um, at least in a in a reasonable, um, area, then my whole my whole health list is out of whack. Mm. Because without my mental, you can't really, you know, you like, like, let's just say, for example, depression. Mm -hmm. Let's say my depression is going out of control. Um, First, it will go to my physical. Because I won't feel um, my my body will literally not move. Like I would I, I, I would shut down. So you go like catatonic. Yeah. Okay. So, um. And and it depends on how bad it is. Like and this is just like worst case scenario. Worst case, gotcha. Yeah, worst case scenario. My depression goes AWOL and and my and my and like you said, catatonic mm-hmm. my physical. Um spiritual, my head won't be in the correct space. Mm-hmm. Of course well, no doubt, yeah. Yeah, of course I can ask for healing. But if my head isn't in it, like like if if I'm not putting meaning behind it. Yeah. Then what's the point? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I get you. So like, kind of like, if you, you could be asking God or whoever you believe in to help heal you, but your mind is already telling you you don't deserve it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And then with, um, what's the last one? Environmental? Yeah. Um, even with my environment. Like, I will, I will, I will seclude myself. Mm. So if I seclude so myself, no I'm by myself. Yes, and you have no choice but to be just you, you, and you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's tough. That yeah. is, yeah. And that's just worst case scenario. So mental, top tier, okay. <laughs> number one. Um, next is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Then physical. Mm-hmm. 
than environmental. Now, I, now, not to say environmental isn't that important, because it is extremely important. Um, because in some situations, your environment affects your mental and your spiritual. A lot of times, it's the main contributing factor. Yeah. Too many times. So, it really just depends on um, who you are. For me, uh, my, my, my mental is the top. <laughs> mm. What about you? Um, so, mm, yeah, I don't miss because this is. She <laughs> um, said, yeah, I don't miss. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, firstly, so, okay. So, the reason why this is really a hard question for me because I'm trying to think as if I were my higher self. Mm hmm. Because functioning version of Britney says physical. Because if everything physically looks right, I can hide. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hide. Yeah. And that's not that's not conducive to my real situation. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be the person most authentically I am. Mm-hmm. So um, spiritual is my first. Because I feel like if I am not, if I can't feel myself within myself, and what I mean by that is if I can't feel my actual spirit floating, like flourishing and being able to like create and do things of that nature. And like I feel in touch with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether I'm physically fit. It yeah. doesn't matter whether my mental is straight because that is my core being. Mm-hmm. Um, so spiritual first. Um Physical next, only because, um, so I have diabetes Mm -hmm. and I am type one and I also have an insulin pump, which Pimsley is like my best friend. Um, so my pump's name, my granddad always told me that if I named things that I wouldn't lose them. Mm -hmm. And even though Pimsley is attached to me when I go take a shower, I sometimes forget where Pimsley is. (laughs) <laughs> so my pump's name is a pump named Pimsley. And if you know where that came from, you know where that came you from. <laughs> um, but uh, Pimsley and I are like the best of friends, mm. right? And not only because he helps me stay alive, but <laughs> he is a constant reminder that I can be better. Mm. Because when I take him off, like... Uh, there was at one point I had taken a very long bath and I I couldn't remember which room that I put Pimsley in to like charge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I was running around the house for about like an hour mm-hmm. looking for him. Um, and guess it's a he. Um, because when I detached from my pump for so long, it usually goes off, but I think it was up under something or had slid up under something. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't hear it ringing and I was mortified. Mm. And by the time I attached back to my pump and started, restarted my insulin, I had to bolus myself twice because I was like 250. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mind you, I was not eating anything. I had just gotten out of the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm literally naked and afraid. Um, so, like, um, with weight control, I know that that will get better. And also, insulin is a hormone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm already big. Mm-hmm. So insulin itself helps keep weight on me, but it's also a vital part of my life. Um, I also so desperately uh, want to come off my antidepressants. Mm. And even though they are the lowest dose and they just help me sleep, I want to be able to go to sleep on my own Mm. and stay asleep. Mm -hmm. Because, again, we discussed all this in the mental health uh, podcast, but having night terrors since I was like six, um, abuse all the way through it, and... Then the dissociative disorders and things of that nature, it makes it hard to want to go to sleep. It used to be so upsetting for me to get tired that I would cry mm-hmm. because I didn't want to dream. And I'm a very avid dreamer. Um, in the last like seven, eight months, I have not dreamed very much, but it has been some of the most peaceful sleep I've ever had. Mm. Um and I'm thankful to be on the antidepressant. But I want that to come from me being at peace in my mind. Yeah. So then my next tier is mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, because mentally, I have done lots of work. And I'm so proud of myself. But I also know that I need more help mm. to get to where I really want to be. Yes, I'm functioning and it's been great, but I want to now thrive. I've learned how to survive. I've learned how to sustain. Um, now I want to learn how to thrive. Yeah. So that would be um, my next. And then my last, like you would be environmental because I feel like naturally I will progress when I get those starts, getting those things together. Myself will make me naturally progress out of the environment that I am in because it will no longer serve me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it will not be conducive to my situation or my growth. So I will naturally disassociate even and leave that environment to go to where I'm called. But we are going to stop right there. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do a part two possibly a part three uh, to this conversation because I feel like there's a lot more that needs to be said. Um, So come join us in part two. And again, we are in the hive with Mr. Jamal, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Call Me Snickers. I already know what it is. And please go check out his podcast, which is called Don't Call Me Snickers. Um, it's on Spotify, it's on Anchor, so y'all just, you know, go ahead, go check it out, you know, share it with your friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and always we say here, behave. <laughs>